Hello and welcome to the Standing on the North Bank podcast from Wales Online. My name is Matt Southcombe and today I'm joined by Swansea City writer, as always, Andrew Gwillam. Good afternoon, Gwill. Afternoon, Ed. Okay. Yeah, feeling a little bit tired today. <laughs> uh, we had a late uh, late finish last night, not helped um, by Wallet Gate. Um, we won't go into any issues there, but uh, suffice to say, our departure from the Etihad was delayed um, and it's all my fault. Anyway, uh, Swansea beaten 5-0. Um, difficult one to write about difficult one to talk about um, just sum up what your initial thoughts are on the performance less than 24 hours on yeah, it was almost as bad as Wallet Kid <laughs> almost. Like, let's park Wallet Kid yeah park Wallet Kid um, it is a difficult one because you know Man City have done that to plenty of sides this season you know I think you look at it like it was seven past Stoke six past Watford Five past Leicester, five past Liverpool, mm. even four past Tottenham. You know, in that context, was it that much of a surprise that Swansea lost five nil? You know, sad to say, it probably wasn't. Uh, but I, but I also felt that <coughs> it was such a meek performance. Um, you know, Swansea were the only side there yesterday who had anything to play for. City have won the title, they're out of the Champions League, they're out of the FA Cup, um, and yet I didn't see. One strong challenge, you know, I just didn't see any intensity in Swansea's performance. And in the end, it felt like an exhibition game where Man City were allowed to just show us mm-hmm. just how good they can be. And I don't think Swansea ever challenged them to test just how much they would have fancied a dogfight, yeah. given that, you know, they got 19 players about to go to the World Cup. So, mm-hmm. swings and roundabouts, you know, on the one hand, terribly predictable. On the other hand, I thought the lack of application was very very worrying mm. uh, as we were walking into the ground um, yesterday uh, and we did have a fair walk around the ground trying to locate the accreditation <laughs> apart from the football it was a bit of a chaotic afternoon for myself and Gwil anyway it was um, it was a it was a party atmosphere yeah. we turned to each other and we kind of said well I've got a bit of a nasty feeling about this there was yeah. It was memorabilia being sold, champions 2018 it was a really good atmosphere live music um you take your seats in the press box and, and they're knocking around beach balls in the crowd and <coughs> within within a couple of minutes, well, not even minutes, I think after about 30 seconds, a champ goes up, stand up for the champions, champions yeah, and it was yeah. going on all afternoon. It was a brilliant atmosphere and you just thought, well, and, and City came out and they just played with the swagger um, that you would expect from them. But as Swansea were welcoming them out with a guard of honour, as, as some teams or most teams will do for the champions, um, you just sensed that it was it was always going to be a difficult afternoon for Swansea because, like we said, there was absolutely no pressure on City and the yeah. atmosphere was fantastic and you just felt it's difficult to get... These are professionals and we, we shouldn't make excuses for them, but it is, it's a difficult situation to be in when you're playing against a side that that's, is that good. And and when when the crowd is like that, I know Man City fans have get a fair bit of stick from a lot of other fans, but it was a good atmosphere yesterday. I was, yeah, look, absolutely. You know, and it's bound to be, isn't it? You know, just won the title at yeah. a canter. Look, you know, look, that side plays wonderful football. You know, I think if you can't if you can't watch that side and appreciate it, then you know, I think you, football's probably the wrong sport for you to be watching <laughs> right, yeah. because you know they are they are outstanding and. It would have been a tough. It is a tough ask for Swansea under any set of circumstances. But mm. you know, you know, you, you talk about no pressure on Man City. 
but there was no pressure exerted on them during the game either. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think when you've got an atmosphere like that, and the only way to puncture it is you, you've you've got to try and get amongst things. But I, you know, I know that sounds a pretty dated concept in <laughs> modern football. You're just going to get stuck in. But you know, I think supporters understand where I'm coming from, and I say, you know, you've you've got to at least show some aggression yeah. and show some intensity in your play, and at least you know, not make it a cakewalk. And mm. it, it it was a cakewalk, you know. Yeah. And, and it's hard to know where to place. Was it City being great, or Swansea being poor, or a combination of the two? Probably yeah. a combination of the two. But yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel if I'd have paid my money to go up there yesterday, yeah, and I'd watch that as a Swansea City fan, I think I'd have felt pretty aggrieved mm. to have handed over all that money to watch what felt like a no-show. Yeah, it was almost as if we've we've discussed this at length. Um, on our journey home, and as we talked about in the office today, it had the feeling as if Swansea, Swansea knew their part in proceedings, yeah. and they were more than happy to just accept it. Yeah. Um, th- this was, I think, somebody I used the phrase on Twitter, and somebody said it to me again today. It was almost as if that was their party, and Swansea were just the unlucky ones in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but they did nothing to to act any anything on the contrary to that no I think you said it in the report as well didn't we that you know it's like you know if anyone's watched the thick of it the, the <laughs> phrase uh, you know meet in the room yeah. you know it felt like Swansea were meet in the room yesterday yeah. someone had to turn up and fulfil that fixture so City could have a party yeah. and unfortunately you know those Swansea <laughs> were far too willing to sort of <coughs> allow that sort of narrative to develop mm. um, you know it's there are, you, know, you could say there are bigger battles ahead. There are battles the Swansea may be more likely to get points from. But you know the situation they're in. You, I don't think I don't think you can just pass up opportunities. You know that that yesterday, in terms of goal difference, as much as anything, could end up becoming very very important if the next few weeks don't go to plan. So yeah. I don't know, and you know a, a really underwhelming afternoon. And quite a worrying one because there's a huge game at home this Saturday, yeah. and whether Car- Carlos Carvajal thinks that's had an impact, I me mean, says it's had no impact. But it's not an easy thing to just pitch up the week after a five nil mm. and perform. It, it has it has to have some sort of impact. It can't not. Yeah, <coughs> it's um, we we sort of speculated that as the sort of the cliche goes, if if Swansea. If Swansea concede in the first twenty minutes, then it's going to be a rout. Yeah, and they conceded <laughs> yeah. in, in I think the twelfth and the sixteenth yeah. minute, and and we could have all gone home at that point. I think. Yeah, um, that, that was the writing on the wall. But the goals were contrasting. I mean, the first goal was some lovely passing and moving from from Man City, but the second goal will be disappointing because Raheem Sterling finds himself on Swansea's six yard line in about three or four yards yeah. of space. And it's those kind of goals being conceded that that will be of a real concern. Yeah, and there's no no pressure on the ball into the middle, mm. <clears throat> and you know those those are the situations where you don't help yourself because you know City are a good enough side. I mean, look at De Bruyne's the third goal. You know, I mean, it just shows that you've got enough of a job in your hands without making it easy for them. And yeah. you know, I I just felt you know the the penalty you know it was a rash decision to dive in, and then the fifth goal you know. It's it's sort of statues, isn't it? Statuesque defending. He just makes a run, yeah. and you know those. Though it did look far too easy, didn't it? And 
again, this goes back to you know we talked about playing with some you know some intensity and some aggression and you know against the side against the side that good if you if you sort of just roll over and let it happen, you will have afternoons like that. And you now, like I say, look, they've done it to plenty of sides. I mean, Carval said, uh, <coughs> you know, he's only the fifteenth side this season in all competitions to concede four or more. You know, they're not they're not alone in having experienced just how difficult an afternoon can be at the Etihad. But I I, I still personally feel, you know, they they needed to offer at least a bit more, even if the scoreline had still been five nil. You know, it would have been good to see a, at least a bit. I don't want to say effort because you know I don't accuse people of not trying, but there just wasn't that level of application which I think you should see from a pre, from a top flight professional football side. And I think that that could in in some ways be summed up um, by the idea that Alfie Mawson, of all people, was well Swansea's biggest attacking threat. He had a shot from twenty five <laughs> yards, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which obviously raised the cheer from the away end and and. He probably should have scored with a header in the second yeah. half, but obviously it's not going to have much of an effect in, in the grand scheme of things. But the the fact that he was the one who provided Swansea's only two real attacking flashpoints is um, is probably says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Just just how ineffective they were, you know. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Jordan A. You haven't had such a great impact at Everton coming back from suspension. You know, no service, no support. Know, did what he could, but I think he, you know, you could see by the end that he was utterly exasperated. Yeah. You know, any efforts to close down and anything else, he wasn't having a great deal of help. And yeah, they, they, they were they were restricted to just pot shots or set piece chances, weren't they? There was the one right at the end where you know Abraham did quite yeah. well to get away down the right, and unfortunately for Sam Clucas, so you probably won't want to see a replay of that uh, yeah. that attempted volley. But I mean, otherwise. Look, let's be honest, Swansea City won't have factor in that game, would they? No. You know. So, Carvajal set up with five, <coughs> five at the back. Um, he's done this in a few big games now, um, with varying success. Uh, but, is it, I guess it's, it's probably staring you in the face in many ways, but going to somewhere like the Etihad with the, with the sole objective of trying to contain... Um, the attacking threats that they have is is a bit of a risky job, and as we saw, to provide the width, you had Norton and Orson trying to get up further yeah. up the field. But any time they moved forward, then they became massive holes for yeah. some of the best players in the world, let alone the league. Yeah, um, to find and and they were picked off quite easily at times. That's the conundrum of playing Man City, isn't it? Mm. You know, you you sit back and you let them have the ball. I mean, they had ninety percent possession. Yeah. In the first twenty minutes, which is astonishing, <laughs> at any level, that's astonishing. I think eighty-three percent overall. Yeah, and so. well, uh, attempted a thousand and fifteen passes, which is a which is a record since the Premier League and Opta have <coughs> sort of collected those sort of statistics. So, you give a side with players like Sterling, De Bruyne, Jesus, you know, whoever, David yeah, David Silva, David Silva in particular was you know was wonderful yesterday. Yeah. You give those players that much ball. That much time, they will cut you to ribbons. And then on the other hand, <coughs> if you go out and you decide you want to try and take them on, uh, you know, not at their own game, but you want to try and press on to them, yeah. they, they've got the pace and the movement to pick you off going the other way. I mean, it, you know, it's it's a it's a brutally different, uh, difficult scenario, and it just shows by how few sides have caused City any genuine discomfort this season. You know, you think of Liverpool in the two Champions League games and the Premier League game and. 
Man United in the second half of that derby. You know, I can't recall too many other occasions where City have really, really been under proper duress this season. Mm. And that's you know, that's that's just one of the issues. That's just one of the signs of how good they are. You know, you can play maybe two or three different ways against against them, but if you're anyway again not getting it right, yeah. they just punish you. It's so clinical. Yeah. Right, before we talk about um, <coughs> manager Carlos Carvajal then, um, we're going to move on to talk about him in a sec. Let's have a listen to what he had to say uh, immediately after the game in his press conference that the Etihad had last night. Zero. Absolutely zero. Uh, 14 teams uh, lose against Manchester City this season. Uh, three and, and more than three goals. 14. We are 15. So it's nothing out of the normal this season. They are champions they have a big gap between the points them to the others uh, all the numbers uh, put them in the level that uh, we are not playing this level so when the not a team like them uh, take the game very serious uh, like they did uh, without pressure in this moment play at home after be champions uh, make the things very difficult we was organized with in our defensive organization they scored the first second and third goal because was not uh, we was organized in that moment, but they achieved that goals because they have uh, individual uh, players with a high quality inside a good dynamic, and they achieve spaces that the other teams will not achieve the, that kind of uh, of situations. And and the third goal is a game a goal also uh, fantastic from De Bruyne uh, that um, uh, kill completely our our wishes in that uh, in that moment. Uh, at the end, uh, very difficult to us the first uh, 35 minutes to uh, give two, two or three passes. But uh, again, credit to Manchester City because uh, they move the ball, they put uh, us uh, in stress all the time to try to keep the, the um, to, to, to defending. And when we win the ball and we try to go to attack, they react very fast. They was all the time in good position and it was very difficult to us to go to, to attack. The last five, ten minutes of the first half, we show a little our face. We have one shoot from uh, Alfie, uh, second half also a corner that Alfie can score a goal and uh, one or another situation. But uh, in general, uh, a normal and typical game this season in Manchester City. Play with a lot of ball position, create goals, create uh, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of goal situations also uh, with the teams that uh, with problems to play against them. So to answer your question, zero and we'll be ready to the last five, four, uh, four games. So that's what the manager made of things. Gwil, uh, what do you make of his demeanour uh, in that press conference? Um, obviously, he has played his part in, in, in an uplifting role at the club since he's come in. Um, but you mentioned in your, in your piece today in, the, in the, the talking points from the match that there is often a time and a place for that kind of attitude. And, and he was quite upbeat in the press conference. And I, I guess... You're, the issue you, you took with it was not so much the, the amount of praise he put on Man City, was but perhaps his, his failure to accept the failings of his own side as well. Yeah, um, you know, look, I'd start off by saying that I think, you know, clearly Carlos Carvalho has done a fine job, and Swansea City probably have no right to be four points clear of the bottom three with a fate in their own hands. <coughs> and his positivity's played a part in that, he's lifted the mood around the place. No question, but uh, this is just my personal opinion. I, I just think you've, if you've lost 5-0, however great your opponents are, 
I'm, I'm not sure you could be quite as chipper as that mm. when you've had an absolute thrashing. And I know he'll be thinking about next week, you've got to try and keep morale up. I, mm. I get that. And I, and I'm, I would only assume that he is far more forthright with the players behind closed doors than he is you know, with us when he faces the media. But, you know, to go back to a point I made earlier, if you were a Swansea City fan and you had paid, you know, you paid your hard-earned money to go up to the Etihad yesterday, you've seen your side get absolutely thrashed and then <coughs> you're on the way home and you look at your phone or you listen on the radio to the manager giving his assessment yeah. and, you know, the tone of it is quite upbeat and almost like, well... You know, well, look, that okay, that's not great, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's still four games to go, and that's where we've got to go and get things done. You know, and I, I just don't feel that that quite strikes the right tone. And I felt a little bit the same way after the Tottenham FA Cup game because you know, Swansea hadn't been that far in that competition since 1964, and they were turned over comprehensively by a very good Spurs side. But you know, I think I asked him after the game, you know, was he disappointed with the performance and the result? And he said no. You know, my feeling there is, how can you not be? Yeah. <coughs> that you know, that's that's just. I don't, you know, I don't need to sound like I'm taking pot shots at him. You know, I'm well aware of how good a job he's done, but I think there's a time and a place for that kind of thing, and I, I'm not quite sure that was it yesterday. And you know, Swansea fans with longer memories than me would remember Michael Loudrup caused quite a bit of consternation at the club. You know, at boardroom level, when he said things like, "Well." You know we can't compete. We can't compete with these sides. Mm. You know we're we're in the second tier of the Premier League kind of thing. You know yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure. <coughs> I'm not sure if you're a supporter. That's really what you want to hear after seeing such a poor performance. Is that almost as well add to the suggestion that this game had been not well? I guess written off beforehand and and adds to this whole thing that we were talking about that they. The, the Swans went there and were perhaps a little too ready to accept their fate. Yeah, I think that you know you do wonder, don't you? If you know if the manager's able to come out after the game and just say, well, they were brilliant. That's happened to plenty of sides. It's happened to us. Move on. Mm. <coughs> you know the, the performance. The performance reflected those words, didn't it? Yeah. Um, look, no one, absolutely no one, would have had money on Swansea getting a result yesterday. You know, I think we looked at the bookmakers' odds on Friday, yeah. and. You know, alien life being proven in 2018 was deemed more likely than a Swansea win. <laughs> the odds were stacked against them, but I don't know. I, j I just felt they were far too accepting of the narrative of the day, which yeah. was City having a party, celebrating their title success in emphatic fashion, and that's that's what unfolded. And you know, it, it's going to take a massive improvement this weekend at home against Chelsea if Swansea to get things back on track although their home form and performances have been significantly better than they've been on the road mm. uh, <coughs> a bad day got worse when Fernandez mm. went off um, went off holding looked like he was holding his right leg possibly thigh um, before we go any further let's have a listen to what Carvajal had to say after the match no I think it was a Someone told me that it was not penalty, but it's not important. I must tell you that when you lose five 0 it's not important. But uh, it was in the in the penalty situation. But I think it was a kick. It seems that it was a kick in that moment. So uh, uh, when he did a tackle, so he is about to contact. So we don't know in this moment, but uh, I have expectations that is not too much serious. 
So, well, Calvajal quite upbeat there after the game. I guess if it's difficult for managers in those situations. They've probably got no idea what the injury yeah. is. And the default setting is to be as positive as possible. Um, <clears throat> they put out another statement today on on Fernandez with his quotes from him, which are a little bit contradictory. It starts to say he's fine and then says, it feels like tendons, yeah. I'm going to go and see a doctor. So it, the crux of it is we're not sure at the moment how, how serious it is. Um, if it does transpire that he misses games in the running, then that's going to be a big loss. It is, yeah. You know, he's. I think for the most part, you, you had a tough day yesterday, but for the most part, I think he's skipped the side quite well. I think he's quite a calming influence, mm. which is not something you tend to say stereotypically about South American players. But he, <coughs> he's kept his head pretty well. You know, I thought he was excellent in the Everton game the week before, and you know, whether Swansea play five or a four at the back, you know, he is clearly going to feature as first choice in either of those lineups. So he would be a loss. You know, I think you know our reaction watching it yesterday was the baby. It was a dead leg. Yeah, and sometimes those things can settle down quite quickly but there are other occasions where it takes a bit longer to clear so yeah that is that is a concern because you know you need you know Swansea have had enough injury problems you know they've been without fur and bone you're out for the season Sanchez has been long term Rangel's been out for a while (coughs) Sam Klukas and Mike van der Hoorn have had little knocks recently you know they could do without another headache uh, coming into this final little run of games if it does then uh, transpire that he, he is uh, going to miss Chelsea, for example, let's say on, on the weekend, um, Carvajal's only really got two options there. He, he either goes like for like and drops yeah, Carl Bartley yeah. into a back five like he did yesterday. Um, or he says, OK, we'll go to a back four and puts a winger on yeah. into the starting lineup instead of him. Now, we know his tendencies against the big sides are to play five at the yeah. back, but he, he may be pushed in a direction that he doesn't want to go in. What what do you think in terms of how he should how he should play that? Yeah, I mean, the, the five at the back has worked reasonably well, you know, I think. And one of the issues has been that Swansea's wingers haven't performed with any great consistency <coughs> or great effectiveness, you know. And, you know, if at that point, if you're thinking, well... I don't really want to play these guys. You've got to do some. You've got to find width somewhere else. Some of your yeah. wing backs is a way to do it. But after seeing the way they played against Everton, with four at the back, positive, assertive. You know, hopefully Luciano Narsing maybe might be fit enough to play this weekend. Yeah. <coughs> you know, I'd be tempted. I would be tempted to to go with the four at the back again. That's sort of like four, almost like a lopsided four three three. Yeah. And go for it. You know, um, you know, not not seeing all guns blazing, but why not? You know, we, they they got nothing to lose. Anything they can get against Chelsea would be, you know, a bonus, and they might need it. Slampton, Bournemouth, we won't know what happens there. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd be positive. I, you know, personally, I'd be inclined to be positive and go to four at the back. Van der Hoorn and Morrison as the centre halves, and put a winger on. You know, if Narsing did a decent job against Everton, yeah, is it worth either him or maybe Nathan Dyer then? Starting in that more advanced role, it's it's almost like a perfect excuse for him as well, isn't it? because he can almost he can almost come out and say afterwards yeah. if it goes wrong. Well, the injury forced my hand. I didn't really have a choice. So it's it's a good opportunity for him to adopt perhaps a more positive attitude towards facing a, one of the top sort of six or seven sides. Because let's face it, five at the back didn't really work on Sunday. 
no, in very you know in different circumstances away from home. But yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think a lot of supporters would be disappointed. Well, not disappointed. I think a lot of supporters would prefer to see four at the back mm. and another and another forward option in that side rather than five at the back at home <coughs> in a game where a win could take Swansea to the brink of you know ensuring they're in the Premier League next season. You know, however tough a challenge it is against a very good Chelsea side. Look, they've had the difficulties this season. But you've only got to look at their squad to realise yeah. the firepower they've got, you know, the Granetica final to look forward to. So yeah, I think I think most supporters would like to see the sort of positivity and assertiveness we've seen. Not just I know not just against Everton where it was four at the back. Uh, but West Ham Burnley too, where the five at the back was effective. But for me I think you've 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 got to give it an extra forward option and try and find ways to hurt Chelsea. Probably about a, a week ago, certainly before the, the Man City game, I know You'd on this podcast, I think you suggested that Chelsea that it was not beyond the realms of possibility to get something out of the Chelsea game. Um, Carver Hall says that defeat to Man City has <coughs> zero impact on the confidence of him and his players heading into the run in. Has it changed your mind at all in terms of do you still feel like this Chelsea side can be got got at, and do you still yeah. feel like this is a very <coughs> is a, is a very good chance for the not very good chance, but it's a good opportunity for Swansea. Um, to get some points here? Yeah, well, I think if you look at Swansea's home form, 13 points from the last 15 at the Liberty, yeah. including wins over Liverpool and Arsenal, okay. then why not? Why not? You know, they have been <coughs> a far superior in their performance levels at home. Chelsea, you know I, know, I know they beat Southampton in the league game, but you know, they were 2-0 down after an hour and they, would, and they were pretty dreadful, it has to be said. And, you know, look, I think it's probably one of the worst kept secrets in football that Antonio Conte... He's not going to be there next season. You know they're still sort of in the hunt for top four, but it's you know you think it would be unlikely that they'd make up five points plus on Spurs. Spurs got a better goal difference than them, and there's an FA Cup final to look forward to as well. So <coughs> you know how how much is on this for Chelsea? Really, you know I think they can be got at. You know I think there are. Some players not performing to the level that they have in the past. You know, I think defensively, Gary Cahill's had a pretty difficult season for them. So on Swansea, you know, it, it, it's everything's on the table for Swansea. They they still need something. Okay, they've got a four point gap, but you know, how long can you just keep relying on Stoke and Southampton not to get the job done? Yeah. You know, at some at some point, you've got to work on the basis. Those sides are going to collect points somewhere. Yeah. So Swansea, Swansea need them. They've they've got to have that desperation about them and. You know, like I think I I still personally feel that a point, a point at least, is attainable on Saturday if they can perform as they have tended to at the Liberty in recent times. All right, then I feel like that's a it's <coughs> a good place for us to leave it uh, this week on a nice positive note. Looking forward to the week ahead, and of course there will be plenty of build up this week uh, to the Chelsea game, including Carlos Carvajal's press conference later in the week. We'll be building up to the Chelsea game all week and you'll catch live updates and all the reaction from that game on Wales Online.